try to read the Bible. I know that it's important. I try to pray. I know that prayer is important. And I just have a difficult time staying with it. Why, why do we even need to read it? Why should we even pray? Well, this is Consider It, where we're considering questions about life, theology, and the church. This is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Bronfels, Texas. Do you have questions that regard life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider those questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit us at redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It today. We have an interesting topic. Um, you know, I think all of us as Christians, we've heard before that these two main things that we've got to be doing, which is uh, being in prayer and being in God's Word, reading the Bible. And today, really, what we're gonna we're gonna attack is why is that important? Uh, we hear it so much, um, and I think all of us have an idea of what it means to pray and maybe even what it means to read the Bible. And today we really want to talk about biblically what those things are and why it's important for us in our in our Christian walk with Christ. So Blair, why don't you why don't you just kick us off what um what do you think maybe are some misconceptions that we have of what let's start with prayer. I think that's that's one that is is a little bit more abstract. Uh, I know even for me, sometimes I've struggled with with that just uh, prayer is not necessarily tangible, like reading words on a page. And uh, sometimes we think it's it's maybe not important, as important. Totally, totally. I think the, this question really comes out of our series that we uh, just worked through uh, recently here at Redemption, our Fresh Encounter series. You can get those messages uh, on our uh, sermon podcast or on our website. Um, but uh, that's that's really where I think these questions have come from. Like, in well, why do I need to pray? And and uh, you know, we we have this mentality in our mind like well god already knows everything yeah like, yeah he knows he knows all my needs he knows uh what's going on in the world yeah we we you know we uphold this biblical truth of god's sovereignty he knows everything so then why do i need to even pray like what what good would it even do am mm-hmm. i gonna like some, am i informing god about about my problems right, right am i gonna going change on? his mind am right I, is god just like out there doing his own thing and like i gotta come and tell him about it and and uh he's like oh well I didn't see that coming or oh, didn't didn't know that was was happening um and uh and so there's just all kinds of thoughts like that and do i need to do i need to spend time praying uh you know in in like sustained um uh oh i don't know a disciplined prayer not just the not just kind of the one-off popcorn sos right type yeah prayers. like like the the kind of you know, praying without ceasing thing, you know, does like, does that mean I'm just like praying on my knees the whole day? Like, you know, yeah. So so there's, there's all kinds of things out there and, and maybe misconceptions on uh, the theology of it and the purpose of, of prayer. And so let me, let me just like state the question very simply and give the answer very simply. And then we can, uh, we can, we can take it apart. But the question, if the question is why should a Christian pray? 
I would say very simply then the the answer is that the, well the purpose of prayer is to align our hearts with God's heart or God's will. Okay. See, so God is 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 steadfast. Yeah, He is sovereign. His He has His will, and so He's God is God's will is being unfolded, and there's His way that He has prescribed for all people uh, to live, His followers to to live especially, and and we have this problem see our hearts get out of balance our own sin things that happen to us walking through suffering um, they knock us out of line and they not I want to be careful here because it's not necessarily like we don't get somehow outside of God's will per se but we get out of balance you know if you think of it two wheels turning in unison one being God's will God's uh, purposes God's design that is unchanging and always spinning rightly but ours you know gets a little wobble in it we get a little unbalanced and and uh, and and, and uh, we're not turning in unison with uh, with the way God would want. And so when we come to the Lord, what we are ultimately expressing are two, uh, what I'll say, like heart truths, two things we are confessing before the Lord. The first is, I am needy. I am dependent. I don't have this all figured out. And second, Jesus, you are worthy and you have this figured out. And so when we come to prayer, that's that's what brings us back into alignment. That's what brings us back into uh, uh, back and balanced uh, two tires turning in unison with the Lord. And so as we as we come to the Lord, I'd say that's really the 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 purpose of right. why we pray. Yeah, and I think you you make a good point there because I don't think what I'm not hearing is saying that we shouldn't uh, go to God with with uh, requests, with prayers, but what I think what you're addressing is is our attitude. And, and I think even for me, oftentimes you bring this like list to God and say like, hey, mm-hmm. could you change this? Can you change this? Can you change this? And, and really what prayer should be is God change my heart and my attitude to to endure maybe the circumstance rather than make it to where it's easier or more you know enjoyable for me. Yeah, you're 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 onto something there, Aaron. Because what 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 God is often doing in prayer is He's changing me more so than He's changing the situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and He's definitely not like changing His mind in some sort of like um, human way where mm-hmm. we where we kind of operate. God has all the the information, and so even like in the scriptures, when it says like God regret something or change his mind, it's it's he's, they're really just using human language. Right. Um, it it wasn't as though he got to a situation. It's yeah. like well, I guess I have to. Yeah, sanct- have all the- sanctification is not about my circumstances getting easier. Mm. It's not about my circumstances changing. It's God changing me to be more like him indeed yeah yeah sanctification being that big word that we talk about growing in holiness that process that all christians go through throughout life of where we are growing in our our in our faith and prayer is one of god's means for growing us in it as we as we come to him and we grow more in uh our walk with the lord and so that's what that's what's really cool about this is like prayer. God is changing us as we come prayer, and and it's not about a list. But yes, we we do bring our requests to the Lord. God, mm-hmm. I'm going through this situation, and 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 it's a, like an act of submission. It's an offering to the Lord. God, take this sickness, take this uh, work difficulty, take my financial hardship, take this relational strife, and work your will in it. 
do your work in my life um, as a, um, or, or in my friend's life or, um, you know, in my, in my spouse's life or my kid's life. Will mm-hmm. you um, work your will out that you might be glorified and we might become more like you, Jesus? Yeah. And I, and I guess to the, to the person who would say, well, well, God knows everything. He knows my situation. He knows what I need. Uh, so why do I have to pray to him? I think, I think it's important to, to acknowledge that like, Prayer is a is an act of dependency. Yeah. It's I'm I'm showing, I'm putting myself in a posture where I know I need God, uh, and I think um, if you're a parent with a child, you understand that like um, how God delights in hearing us, and yeah. for us to be dependent on Him, the way that you know like that feeling that you get when your kid like Malachi or Gemma. Uh, shows that they literally need you because they they can't do it without you um i think for us oftentimes uh we need to understand that like god um delights in that and for us being needy upon him and more than any um earthly parent god is like fully sufficient for us and he's fully um ready to 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 meet our needs uh spiritually and and physically too yeah yeah, you're right. It is it is this act of of dependence of neediness as uh, we as we come to the Lord, praying and uh, beseeching Him, calling upon Him. All those uh, uh, all those words that the you know particularly like the Psalms use mm-hmm. of us coming uh, to Him, and so that's what's glorious about this. And you know we've in in American culture especially we've like made a big old thing about prayer we get all nervous about it and we get all judgmental and like uh, we worry about what other people think about us or or we come trying to impress uh you know the people that are around because of the big like churchy words that we use and yeah like shame on us for missing the purpose in that in all of those scenarios and uh you know it's a it's a great delight to get to pray to the lord and then even as we pray with people i know there's like anxiety with with those things and um you know trying to uh, not sound silly and uh you know what it's uh, we just need to to silence those voices of uh of doubt and fear and shame uh in our own minds because those things don't matter to the lord and uh, we can we can just come to him and with without worrying what other people think about and uh and and just pray pray right. out loud and pray pray right. before the Pray before the Lord, and so you know that that's actually a great. This not necessarily part of the the question, but I think it's a great place even to address it. Is like, well, why do we pray out loud? Why do we yeah. pray with people? Yeah. Then you know, this is a conversation between us and the Lord, and uh, and and those are obviously valid concerns. Um, if they're fear based uh, reasons why we don't want to, like some of the things that we just talked about, that's well, that's an issue. We yeah, we we, we aren't controlled by our fears um but uh why do we pray well we see it throughout the scriptures we see jesus praying Mm -hmm. with his disciples um you know yes he was alone and praying by himself but he also took opportunities to pray and teach his people how to pray you know um this doesn't always come out in our english translations but a lot of those is like they are they are plural uh pronouns like teach us or or when you pray it's like when y'all pray and uh (laughs) 
Um, and so Jesus was, we see in the early church, the um, in the book of Acts, all those situations, like the church is gathered, you know, the apostles with the women and, and Jesus' friends there after Jesus ascended. What do they do as a group? They break out in prayer together. Yeah. Peter gets released from prison miraculously and he goes to his friend's house. And what are they doing? They're praying together. Like uh, we just see all these things like uh, these these uh, pictures that are describing the early church prayer life, and then even in in the the commands to um, to to pray for one another. You know, James five: confess your sin to one another, pray for one another that you might be healed. Yeah. And so, like the picture yeah. you get is like I've sinned. I need I need. I, I need prayer. And mm-hmm. so I come to you, Aaron. I talk to you about it. You pray for me uh, to the Lord and I get the healing. Like it's like a, yeah. a triangle. Me to you, you up to the Lord, the Lord down to me. Yeah. And uh, there is this like uh, this group corporate uh, aspect of it that's just across the pages of scripture and like the normal kind of mode of prayer in the Christian life. And so we don't need to be afraid of that. You know, we don't, it's, we're not putting on a show for anybody. We're not impressing anybody. It's uh, just us confessing our neediness and our, and and then really our worship of the Lord for His yeah. glory and His mm-hmm. worthiness. Um, isn't that isn't that really what prayer also boils down to? Um, you know, we've been talking about our heart, and so so the ultimate answer even to why do we pray is not about getting a list. Not even necessarily about our holiness and us, our sanctification, mm-hmm. but, but it, the priority is worship. Got, yeah, it's an act of worship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it, you made there's two thoughts I had there, and and one I was like, it's interesting because so often I think in in Western in the Western world, like we have this weird like thing about praying together like uh, just stopping someone in the middle of a conversation when they're dealing with some something or something's difficult uh, it's not super common where you just say oh let, like let's pray about that right now and i think a lot of that has to do is, is because the posture of our prayers is that dependency mm. it's like we're saying god we're dependent on you we trust you um and we're going to show you that even right now um and i think sometimes we're we're prideful in not wanting to even show the, that other person just be vulnerable and say like, "Hey, we're both needy. We both need Christ, and and He hears us. And so, like, let's just pray right now." And so, I think it's even an encouragement to know that that God does hear us. He loves to hear us, and we can go to Him because He 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 hears us. You know, yeah. and and that that worshipfulness that prayer can be. On my second thought is that. You know, like God, um, when we pray and we pray worshipfully, like we're giving God glory, we're ascribing glory, which is like the purpose that we're here for. Like as as God created us as men and women, He like He made us to to ascribe glory to Him, and when we pray, we get to do that. Yeah. It's not we have to do that, but we get to do that. Right. Yeah. That's that's lost on us sometimes. Right. You know, we live in right. such a an accessible culture. Like we can talk to just about anybody on the planet by punching a few numbers into a device. Yeah, and uh, um, and so a person's accessibility is is really just more commonplace to us, and yet it can't minimize the really life altering earth shattering reality that we get 
unhindered access yeah. to the God of heaven, to the God of all creation. And we get to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that really should provoke really deep, affectionate worship of the Lord, even as we talk to him in prayer. Right. You know, and we, we, we always, I think, equate like our worship to singing. You know, we go to church and we sing songs and mm-hmm. that's worship. That's an aspect of worship, but it's not the totality of worship. And even what's crazy, like many of the songs that we sing to the Lord about the Lord are prayers. We're just just singing them. They've just been uh, set to a key and to a rhythm and to meter and, uh, and, and uh, they sound great together. Yeah. um, But they're prayers. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're talking to God. That's right. So maybe it's like uh, you're you're not the, our worship leader per se. You're our prayer leader, yeah. Because uh, you're you're leading us mm-hmm. to pray uh, beautifully, Aaron, um, and uh, and our great worship team. But that's that's a good, and that's that's really what we can't miss in the midst of prayer. Um, and why do we pray? Because it, that even just brings us back to Christ. We see Jesus praying. Yeah. Why would he need to pray? That's he the, never yeah, sinned. That, that was my thought for like the person who's like, well, why do I need to pray? Uh, well, Jesus literally we saw like would go out because he needed to pray. Yeah. And I think it shows that like uh, he went out because there was a, there was a need that he had to be, to be like filled, you know, to be refreshed. Uh, and he would go out to be by himself to pray and just, you know, do yeah, his thing. To, to abide with right. the Father. Mm-hmm. And that's why he did. He didn't have to come to confess. He didn't yeah. come to, you know, to because he was in any sort of like uh, ultimate need. Um, he was exhausted, physically tired. He had physical needs as a, as a real human being walking this earth. But he prayed as an act of worship uh, to the Father and taught us then uh, the importance of it in our own life. And so let's uh, let's now go to the other side of the coin of this question. You know, we're talking about the spiritual disciplines. You know, the these things that that we do. And yeah. so, um, so we've talked like, why do we pray? But the, then it's you know, it's partner. The other side of the coin is, well, why do we read the Bible? Why do we take in God's word? That's a that's a great question, and and I think always like the follow up, and really it has the same answer, doesn't it? Like, yeah, we could jump sure. to the end, but. Mm-hmm. We can't just do that. Let's uh, talk about it a little bit more. But um, you know, the 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 question comes like, well, why do I need to read it? I don't understand. You yeah. know, the the Bible. You you're the pastor. You you spend all week studying this. You're like the holy man. You're the <laughs> professional. Like, wh- why do I need to do it? Why can't I just come on Sundays? Yeah, you tell me what it says. Notes. Yeah, and 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 go. Why why does an individual just uh Christ follower, not somebody that uh, is, you know, a preacher. Why? Why do we need to read the Bible? And uh, you know, there's there's yeah, all kinds of practical reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? The Scripture lays these out that we would have a greater understanding of God. You know, that we would be filled with all wisdom of His will. Um, in Colossians one, Second um, Timothy three, and talking about the scriptures, Second Timothy three sixteen, that all scripture is inspired by God and useful or profitable for teaching, for correcting, for or for rebuking, for correcting and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped or adequate for mm-hmm. every good work. And so there's like practical things, like we want to grow in our understanding of who God is. 
Like there's a mental or an intelligent uh, aspect uh, to it that we would grow in these things. Right. Um, there's a heart aspect, right? That we would that we would grow in our affection for the Lord, um, and that's that's something that we want, right? Um, very practically, this is Psalm 19 uh, verses 9 to 11. Speaking of the scriptures, it says the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Mm-hmm. Who needs their soul revived right. after a long week? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I I I do. If after a long day or early morning, it goes on. It makes wise the simple. Like anybody need some wisdom? Right here, this guy first in line. You know, it's it rejoices the heart. Who needs some joy? Like, yeah, you know, I could use a double portion on some days. It says that it enlightens the eyes. Like that's it. It gives us a vitality and direction. Yeah. Like. We got major decisions. Who needs, you know, who needs the way lit uh, before us? We all need that. It endures forever. Who needs some staying power? Anybody need some endurance, some perseverance, walking through uh, a difficult season? You're waiting on the Lord? Like, where do we find that? Here it says, the scriptures teach us that. It says they're more to be desired, more than gold, than much fine gold. They're sweeter than honey. I could use some honey. It says, by it, your, your servant is warned, and keeping them, there is great reward. I mean, I want warnings. I want right. to know when to stop. I want to know when I'm hitting the danger zone. And so there's some very, there's some very practical things in it. Um, as we read the scripture, there it's, it increases our activity for the Lord. Mm-hmm. The more we understand about who God is, who we are, it motivates us to, uh, to love and good deeds. It right. motivates us to good works. The more we understand this, the more we understand what God has done in our life, the more we want other people to know that. As right. This is not a truth that we just want to hoard or keep for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things, it's like it... it it helps us to grow, and so yeah. I think we know that. Right, nobody's and, necessarily denying that. But. Right, and, and that's what I was. That's where I, that's kind of where I was going with that. Where I think, you know, for us, for us in the room, and even you know, if you're a Christian listening to that, to all of this, I think all of us would agree to that. I think um, we all believe that that's what the word is. Um, but I think all of us have experienced reading the word and maybe feeling like. Man, I read all that, and I I don't know, <laughs> I I don't know what that was. Yeah, um, happens daily. To right, me right, and I think I think again, we can't we can't just think that you know like I think this instant gratification like just uh, mentality of we're gonna we're gonna open the Bible you know kind of just wherever it opens we're gonna read you know a couple chapters and then bam we're gonna be like you know. We're just going to just increase in all this, in this spirituality and holiness. Um, I think reading the Bible and meditating on the word is, is, is a discipline that takes effort. You know, it takes, it takes learning context. It takes learning. I'm trying to understand what the author is intending to, to tell us. And oftentimes I think like if, if we've been in school and if you've studied a book before, like you can't just expect to, to open a novel up in the middle and just jump in and try to understand what's going on. What? You got you got to know the plot, you got to understand what's going on, the time period that's that's, you know. And I think, you know, in school because of grades like we're I guess we're willing to do the work or something. And and oftentimes when we're studying the Bible, it's it's maybe not the same and I think sometimes for for younger believers and even mature believers, we need to understand that like reading the Bible, we can't just it's not it's not just like always 
as as simple as just opening it up and just reading the words on the page without trying to really understand what the author's trying to tell us. And again, some parts are easier, some parts are more difficult, but that that's where it's like the church is so good for that, right? Like coming along, how you were saying about praying with others, uh, reading and studying the Bible together with others uh, is such a great uh, opportunity for us to to study really in depth what's going on in, in a particular passage. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where we help one another and come alongside right. one another and uh, share with mm-hmm. one another the the insight that God has given us yeah. um, through our diligent study and mm-hmm. and uh, in His kindness to right. open our eyes to it. And uh, you know what what you're highlighting here, Aaron, is is the tension between these two biblical realities. This is Second Timothy two fifteen, where uh, Paul tells Timothy, he says, "Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth." Mm. And you know, so yeah. studying the Bible is yeah. is just that. It's hard work. It, mm-hmm. uh, it it takes mental effort for us to get the sense of it yeah. and the right sense of it, mm-hmm. not just like a surfacey or even untrue thing that we just kind of like come up with ourselves, but mm-hmm. um, but it but it is work. Thank God that we have the rest of our life that right. <laughs> we don't have to get it all today, but we're all works in progress. And so it's it's that tension of us working hard at it and as uh, as the psalmist says in Psalm 119, he prays this, he says uh, to God, open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your law. Yeah. And and recognizing that even still our understanding of the scripture is a supernatural work right. of God's spirit right. at work in us. Right, right, right. That we are praying, God, open my eyes mm-hmm. to see this. Right. Because apart from God's spirit living right. in us, we, we can't see yeah, anything. That's, I, yeah, I remember having a conversation with a good friend of mine who lives across the world now, but um, and just in, in the assurance of our salvation, and I was like, I remember telling him, man, the way we can understand the Bible, there's only one way. Like, you know, uh, God's wisdom to man is foolishness. The only way, like you just read, the, the way we're able to to digest and understand God's word is the spirit. Yeah. And and how grateful we should be that God has given us his spirit to, to understand the word, to learn more about him. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And so, uh, what a great joy and privilege it is to yeah. have uh, mm-hmm. the ability to understand it, and uh, and then the hard work, and even you know we were talking about accessibility before, yeah. like the accessibility. There's of God. so many resources now. But yeah, like we live in an unprecedented time in human history that we have personal copies of yeah. God's Word in our own language, yeah, available to us wherever we go if we have a smartphone, yeah. And and uh, that's that's not been the case for you know 99% of human history yeah. you had to go to the temple you had to go to the synagogue you had to go to the corporate gathering because that was the only place where god's written word was uh, was available or accessible right. to you and then it might not even be in a language that you understood and uh, and and so now praise the lord for uh, its accessibility and right. uh, you know here's here's something else that that just comes out of that and so okay we get it um, yeah praise the lord that we have it 
Um, we're trying to work hard mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm trying, I spend a lot of time, you know, and I, I, I hear people get frustrated and they ask this question that, uh, well, I'm, and I, 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 I put all this time, I read it, I've read through the Bible cover to cover multiple times yeah. and I just still don't understand it. And so I just want to give up or, or, or in other situations like people start it and uh, and then you, you start in Genesis and you get yeah. a few months in. And you then get you, into Leviticus. Then you get Leviticus numbers <laughs> and you start reading through genealogies that you can't pronounce and you're like, forget this. You yeah. know, I'm not getting anything out of it. That's not having an impact. It's not reviving my soul. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not bearing any fruit. It's not rejoicing my heart. If anything, it's frustrating my heart. And so... So I just want to quit. And to that, I always say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't quit. It endures forever. Every word is inspired. And here's, here's the thing. This is why, why we don't read the Bible just for impact. Right. Why, why we're not just reading it for the practical benefits per se is because sometimes when we read the Bible, it's just like eating a bowl of cereal for breakfast or a plain old ham sandwich for lunch. It's not a meal that we remember. It's not one that you're going to take a picture of and post on Instagram. Uh, it's not one that you're going to journal about because of its exquisite flavors and all yeah. those things. And yet, the very fact of eating it gave your body the nutrients that you needed for uh, existence the next, you know, mm-hmm. however long until you were able to eat again. And reading and taking in God's word is just like that. Jesus said in Matthew that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hmm. Literally, the scriptures here. Yeah. And so, our souls as Christians need the Bible to survive and to thrive. And so, just by taking it in, even if we're not seeing the benefits, even if the practical things are not there, it is still doing a good work yeah. in your soul. And so, we can't give up. Right. We, can't, we can't do it. And even in that, it's an act of worship. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it boils down to again. Yeah, and and kind of it's kind of the same thing in, with prayer. Like I think oftentimes we go into prayer or we go into into reading God's word selfishly, which may sound uh, ironic, but we go into it trying to get something for ourselves. Give me God, give me, give yeah, me, give me, give me, give me. You know, like give me more wisdom, give me more, like so I can know more. Or, you know, come give me this. You know, satisfy this request that I have. But like you're saying we're it's actually the opposite we're dependent we should go into prayer and reading the bible because it's it's our sustenance you know it's it's our it's we're dependent on it and i think when you when you go into it like that it puts you in a in a spot where it is worshipful yeah and it's not this you know consumer mentality of like god you know make me into this or, or you know give me more of this turn me into this you know spiritual um, super sane or something like that but it's it's god i need you yeah. and where do i find you you've you've shown us that it's in your word and it's through prayer yeah. and so i guess you know we've talked about you know prayer is is to align our hearts to god's will and and reading god's word is is you know literally like it's inspired by him and so it's learning more of him yeah. okay so we've got these two spiritual disciplines that we know we're called to do what at the end of the day like can we like sum it up like where what is the purpose of doing these things we know what they are but why do we do them yeah in one word it's worship Mm -hmm. it's worship it's this is how we ascribe to the lord the glory due his name 
This is how we commune in relationship with the one who deserves everything that we have to give. Yeah. Our time, our talent, and our treasure. And Jesus, he, he told us in John 15 that uh, abide in me. Mm-hmm. He, goes, he says another way, abide in my love. You know, uh, and he gives us warning, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. And so the reason we do it is, is really for worship. Mm-hmm. It's because Jesus is worthy, we are needy, and this is how we communicate to him and how he communicates to us mm-hmm. through his word. Right. And so he has it right here, right before us, and, uh, and it's a worshipful thing. It's that same mentality, I get to right. hear from mm-hmm. God. It's not a mystery as to what he wants me to do today. Right. Um, it's, it's all right here right. before me. And... Uh, and what what a glorious um, yeah. what a glorious truth. Yeah, and that I we think and, and I think as we study the word, like God has shown us um, that that He tells us that He shows us Himself through the word, and and as we seek to understand who He is better, as we learn who He is more, I think our worship for Him increases. You know, I, I think oftentimes people are are. Um, maybe discouraged about about their worship mm-hmm. uh maybe they're they're just not feeling it you know have you heard that before yeah. and i think when our understanding of god is so small it's hard for us to 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 understand or to worship him for really who he is and i think in the word we see fully his character and who he is Amen. and as we study and we, as we work hard to understand who he is are the natural response is worshiping him more for who he is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. You come to the scripture and it's a, and, and, and that just grows and grows and grows and grows. And so as we wrap up this, uh, this podcast, I just want to say, thanks for asking these questions. These are very real heart level, um, experience level questions. And, uh, I'm glad to wrestle through them with you and to think through the purpose, uh, why, uh, of why we read the Bible, why we pray, why we seek to live in a way that honors the yeah. Lord. And so if you find yourself in this and you're on the struggle bus and praying and, mm-hmm. and Bible reading, I'd want, I'd just say, keep at it, right. you know, give yourself some grace. You, it may be unrealistic that you're going to be spending an hour praying and an hour reading your Bible every day. Yeah. I mean, if you can praise the Lord, go after it. Um, but, uh, a little can go a long ways. So don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. Um, remember why you get to pray that God is hearing your prayers. He's doing a great work in you. Even when you can't see it, that you get to read the Bible. Uh, even if you can't understand it, God's still doing a good work in you. So don't, don't give up. Be encouraged. God is uh, at work in you through his word, through your prayer. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. To learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope that you'll join us next week as we consider it.